there she is starting off strong woo i can see the plushies in the back also i love that for you yes oh my gosh (laughs) looking so cute the cats like sniffed them earlier they were like this is interesting we don't know Mm. what this is they probably also smell like my cats so it's kind of like they're meeting each other for the first time (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. this is a good warm-up i think yes for when we're living together (laughs) (laughs) and suddenly we're all roommates And suddenly, uh, I really do think, like, <clears throat> if I had it my way and everyone was cool with it, I feel like we would just buy, like, a large amount of land. We have discussed this, actually. Chris and I can live there. You and Tyler can live there. Carol and her dogs and variety of animals can live there. We have discussed a compound with friends. I, that <laughs> is the way. This is the way. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten, and we are Mediocre, Mediocre Content. And we are right on time-ish for one of the loveliest love days ever with this podcast. <laughs> you mean the Hallmark <laughs> holiday that is Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know technically we're like a week off, but uh, this is right on time to get everyone set up for the good stuff or avoid it completely (laughs) that's right yeah yeah i have not started february um with tons of love though i'm gonna be honest uh it has been rainy and cold Mm. and Mm -hmm. snowing and icing Mm -hmm. not in love yeah i mean i feel like february is the month of birthdays for my family like my dad's birthday my sister-in-law nicole's birthday my husband's birthday and Mm -hmm. then there's valentine's day thrown in and it's so close to christmas and i'm just like y'all why this is too much it's too much my grandma's birthday is this month as well so just add that to your list yeah Yeah, i will i will (laughs) so yeah we're i mean yeah it's a month (laughs) in the year i don't know what to say (laughs) february is your uh version of my october which is everybody's birthday as well yes yeah <laughs> it's like something about the plus fall. halloween plus know. halloween then you have thanksgiving right after and there's a birthday in november like right after thanksgiving like yeah so i mean yeah also black history month i believe in february indeed it is yes yeah so lots of stuff going on lots of stuff going on and it's a short month too that's the other thing you have to like yeah. do all of it in a short amount of time which i feel I, I don't know if I'm that upset about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just get it over with, really. I mean, I love all the people that were born in February. Don't get me wrong, my grandma included. Mm. But mm. this month is very packed. Special shout out if you were born on a leap year and you only get a birthday every four years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are only five. <laughs> mm. Can you imagine? I wonder no. how, how old would they be? I wonder if, like, like obviously I they just... count, but... <laughs> I just remember in Parks and Rec, Mm. Leslie throws Jerry, Gary, Larry a um, 16th birthday party when he turns, (laughs) I think, 64. That's hilarious. Like that? Because of the leap leap year. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. I wish that that was me now. Yeah. (laughs) I love a good December baby, but still. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, but you have a lot of stuff. I do. I have a lot of stuff to talk about with us, with everyone today. Just with us. Just with us. They can't listen. Two of us. You guys can't hear (laughs) anything about this. Um, So, yeah, let's get going because I know you guys want to hear about this. Um, Let's see. So the disclaimer, obviously, before we get started, we're not experts on anything, but you have come, if you've come to the podcast for any kind of advice, even love advice. We are not qualified for this, Mm-mm. so just keep that in mind. Um, we are both married, but that doesn't mean we're experts on love. Just putting that out there for everyone. Like, no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we are the place to learn about things that you may not know about or things that you might know about but may not know everything about. Um, additionally, this is a fun little disclaimer for this episode. Oh, uh, this episode might get a little inappropriate with language, not nothing crazy, <laughs> but just like PG 13. So keep that in mind. Oh, also, Blair. Kirsten's grandma. <laughs> now would be a good time to tune out. Um, thank you so much. But Papa, you stay. No. <laughs> Papa can hang out. <laughs> also, when using dating apps, please be careful. Mm-hmm. That's what this episode is about today. If you didn't realize that based on the title, um, <laughs> make sure you let a friend know where you're going. If you're meeting up with someone that you have met on the internet yes, or anyone that you don't really know that well, mm-hmm. make sure you let a friend know and let them you use their, your friend's phone to track you or whatever, yes. you know, make sure at least two or three people know who, where you are and what you're doing and who you're going with. Um, I know I sound like a mom right now, but like, <laughs> hey, that's my role. <laughs> you never know who you're meeting on the internet. It's We've so all true. seen the show Catfish. Like, you Ooh, never yeah. know. And you can't always get the full vibe, even if you've been chatting with the person you yes. don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, with that being said, we're going to talk about some dating, some dating apps and like a history of dating apps. We're not doing good news this week because. I have so many things to say. <laughs> I so. mean, let it, you know, it's, it's, uh, the good news is you could find love or irreversible heartbreak. It's great. <laughs> it's so fun. Really quick, mm-hmm. <coughs> as I choke, do you remember the show Millionaire Matchmaker? I do. <laughs> I do. I wonder where she is today. I don't watch that. And I watched it maybe once or twice. And I was always like, is this real? Is it fake? I don't know. But it was really funny. And for some reason, in my mind, I also thought, and maybe this was on the show. So tell me if I'm crazy. But for some reason, my mind also thought that she was like a love medium or like was like subscribing to like being able to be a love medium. But I don't know if my my brain just made that up. That's a great question. I don't think I remember that vibe, but no. that's lovely that you have that. <laughs> My brain thought she was like a, a love guru or something. <laughs> like she's yeah. just a mystical. But I think, I mean, they paid her. Obviously. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Okay. That's just an that's, aside. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast though. It is. Like dating shows <laughs> like Love is Blind is so oh. ridiculous. I can't. I We started to try and watch that and it just... Something about reality shows like that just pisses me off. <laughs> it Chris and I love to watch that. Um, we love to watch Love is Blind. Not so much anymore because the yeah. original few seasons were really good because nobody knew, like, nobody was trying to get famous, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, but now. Um, but now it's, like, not as serious, <clears throat> I feel like. It's not as genuine. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, Chris and I love watching that. We also love watching, um, oh, what is it? Oh no. What oh, is no. it called? <laughs> Brain farts. <laughs> um, <laughs> 90 day fiance 90 oh, day fiance. oh that's an old not really not really yeah. into dating though but yeah. like still because it makes us feel better about our relationship <laughs> you know what if these people are okay or not we're, um, we're gonna be fine we're gonna be fine yeah mm-hmm. wow yeah um, hey you um, like what you like <laughs> that's right that's right um okay so just to give you some background um I, let's see, we both grew up in a time where dating apps were not always a thing. True. Um, we, let's see, so in college is when dating apps started to be more prominent, I feel like, in my life. Yeah, I think because phones were also becoming prominent, but... Uh, you know, there were still dating sites, but you just weren't accessing yeah. it on your phone like you can right. now. Yeah. Right. So like dating sites were more for like old people. I Christian think. mingle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Farmers only. <laughs> right. And like people, I e think Harmony. people definitely like connected through Facebook and like oh, yeah. social media, MySpace and stuff like that when it first yeah. came out. AIM, instant mm. messaging, you know. Dang. Throw me back. I know. Um, But dating apps was the first like the first time I really like knew about them and used them was in my last year of college yeah so, okay nice um and so I I was on tinder for a while and you know I was living in a big city so mm -hmm. I felt comfortable you know like using yeah. it. and there was a lot of other you know single college kids around yeah yeah so there's, it's like basically a college town. There's so many. So it was like, it was fun. It was cool yeah. to like meet new people, stuff like that. Um, and that, and then like, let's see. And then two years, no, <laughs> like a year and a half <laughs> no. after I got on Tinder, <laughs> I re, I, I, yeah. reconnected with Chris after. Right. And so then I like had no need for that. And yeah. so it, I was on dating apps for a very short amount of time in my life. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, so me. I am not the most so. experienced person. Just <laughs> putting that out there. Kirsten, however. <laughs> Zero. I've literally been with Tyler since the dawn of time. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now I'm a bronchiosaurus. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> it's true, though. We started dating in like the end of junior year ish of high school so like i went to college with a boyfriend who was like 20 minutes away also going to college and then afterwards you know we got married so <laughs> it was cute or gross <laughs> it was it was very shocking for me and i'm sh i not to out you too much but like fine. I, so i'm in college we're like sophomores at the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i'm like oh kirsten like you know how like what's your love life like like what's your how are that's you... what you ask when you first meet yeah. someone <laughs> what's like, your love friends, life like we're in biology i'm like so who you dating and she's like <laughs> it's so true actually he's like well i've been dating tyler since high school and mm -hmm. we're gonna go get married after college <laughs> and 
and and he and he moved down here so that he could be near me while I was in college and I'm like okay (laughs) intensity increases like at the time I couldn't even imagine being married nonetheless like that's fair you know having a long-term relationship because I was just like trying to pass college and like you know have a good time but like Kirsten was ever since I've known you you've been like fully committed and married I would just like to say two things if I may yes please one it is so ingrained in the family that when the um third third child of my mother's so the second brother was born Caden when he was born we were so tied to the hip that he didn't know anything different and we were always Kiki Tyler it was mm-hmm. never one without the other. And even when we sure. were without the other, it was still Kiki Tyler. Like, mm-hmm. where's Kiki Tyler? Even if I was standing right in front of him. Disappointment. <laughs> also, though, <laughs> I would also like to say. So, wait, you're saying that Caden <clears throat> didn't know you as two separate people? Correct. <laughs> we oh were uh, we were one. <laughs> we were Kiki Tyler. <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Caden. I highly doubt he's listening Shout to this. Shout out to Caden. <laughs> if my mom's listening to this, she knows very well. <laughs> <laughs> it was very Kiki Tyler during that time. And uh, which is funny, too, I would just like to say as well, because when it was just Tyler, he was also Kiki Tyler, <laughs> which is very cute. I, I won't embarrass him too much. But I would also like to say, as romantic as Blair just made that sound, it was very unromantic at the time because we were hustling college, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we were trying yeah. very hard to keep ourselves together, let alone us as a couple and mentally and family and distance. And I would just like to say, wherever you're at, with or without a relationship, it's totally fine to have bumps in the road and go through life and it not be romantic all the time. <laughs> True. Just my two cents in there. <laughs> Every and all of this to say, like everybody has their own way yeah. of like finding love and yeah. like being in relationships. So just take take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I I found it when I was on dating apps personally not to take it too seriously because yeah. like sometimes people are like, well, this is the only way I'll find <laughs> someone. And I'm just like, it's not. It's, it's not. Okay. It's, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. just. It's not that serious. Breathe. Be okay. Yeah. All right. So now we're gonna go back into the 1690s. Um, and talk about the history of like people connecting through not just like face-to-face communication. Cute. All right. So the modern newspaper was invented in 1690. And the first personal ads followed soon after. Hmm. So dating apps are really the latest manifestation of human beings doing what they've always done is just creating new tools to communicate with each other and then turn around and find those um, or use those tools to find love and sex and companionship. It's true. Period. Period. All right. So in 1695, the first personal ad was, um, and this is according to history professor H.G. <laughs> Cox, which is like. How unfortunate. And it's spelled C-O-C-K-S, just so <laughs> everyone is aware. Very clear. This is clearly the best name for this mm-hmm. particular episode. Absolutely. Um. So according to him, personal ads began as a way to help British bachelors find eligible wives. 
One of the earliest personals ever placed was by a 30-year-old man with a very good estate, quote unquote, <laughs> announcing he was in search of, quote, some good young gentlewoman that has a fortune of 3,000 euros or thereabouts. And it's very specific. <laughs> 3,000 euros is the equivalent to 300,000 euros Whoa. today. So basically, he was like shamelessly seeking a sugar mama. Wow. I mean, good for him, really. I, seriously. <laughs> no shame there. Times, yeah, yeah, absolutely not. That's so much money. <laughs> I know. Um, in the 1700s, um, personal ads were one of the only ways for gay and lesbian communities to meet oh. discreetly and safely at this time. Fair. Um a not so fun fact, homosexuality was outlawed and punishable by death in the UK um, by wife murderer Henry oh. VIII. Yeah. <laughs> um, and continued to be illegal until 1967. That's a long time. Yeah. During this time, gathering sites for gay men known as Molly Houses were subject to regular raids by law enforcement. Quick question. Yes. Sorry. Um, was it still also punishable by death until 1967? I don't think so. Okay. So just illegal. It's still illegal. Yeah. But not okay. Because I was right. like, that's extreme for 1967 right. to be like, yes, we're also going to behead you now. <laughs> like, right. I know. Whew. Oh my God. I think punishable probably by like prison time. Oh, right. And maybe like a fine and yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. That's much. Um, I mean, not great, but. <laughs> I can't imagine in 19, the 1960s people were like outright dying. I mean, you know, there are weird things. But like, I really don't think so. I would I hope really not. I really don't think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and also just a side note, in the USA, mm -hmm. um, anyone accused of being a sodomite or doing buggery, quote unquote, <laughs> was also legally sentenced to death as of 1776. Can we still call it that? <laughs> buggery. I, buggery. Canoodling. Can <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so coded words, female names, and other signals and personals, personal ads were channels to privately expressing vulnerability and and find companionship that society was not okay with at the time. It's like um, sending an anonymous IM. That's right. Mm -hmm. But then there's like coding and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Only people who are supposed to know know what it's about. That's all they need to know. In 1727, um, English woman Helen Morrison became the first woman to place an ad in a Lonely Hearts column. Oh. She convinced the editor of the Manchester Weekly Journal to place a small ad stating she was seeking someone nice to spend her life with. So oh, radical, clearly. so cute. I know. A man responded to Helen, but it was not the man she was hoping for. It was the mayor who had her committed to an insane asylum <laughs> for four weeks. <laughs> because she wanted to find love? Exactly. My dude, my guy, my bro. You could have I rizzed that, okay? <laughs> what the heck like no 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 we will not be having this tomfoolery in my we establishment okay? women wanting to find a nice companion gross insane not allowed not allowed <laughs> it reminds me of that guy that does the the videos is like not a vibe not a vibe <laughs> what the heck I, you know what that was honestly the main punishment for women in those times just send her to the asylum like she'll be fine <laughs> 
seriously, like, I bet the asylum was like a great place. I mean, that's actually a, not true. Never mind. <laughs> I was Never say, mind. That's more Delulu like, than her with, asking for love. <laughs> with the amount of people who were like genuinely good yeah. people, I feel yeah. like it's like the concept of what I'm trying to get at is the concept of like people are like, I'll see you in hell. And you'll be like, yeah, it'll be a fun time because we're all going, you know, that kind of thing. But you're right. Asylums were not a, not a happy place. I am so sorry for saying that. It's anyway. totally fine. <laughs> anyway, I, as I have canceled myself already in the first 15 minutes, you of know this what? Podcast, we would have made it a vibe. <laughs> we, we, you're right. Okay. So in the 1800s, Aristocats, Aristocats. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's <laughs> such a good movie. Such a good movie. Aristocrats have found that people are placing personal ads and the lowly people, <laughs> and then they have now caught on to this behavior and have decided to use personal ads to broadcast their interest in romantic engagements that seem scandalous by today's Ooh. standards. You know, so though, think, um, think of like, what is the show called? <clears throat> um, Come on. I'll think of it. Mm. You know what else they did while you're yes, thinking? Go ahead. Yeah. When they would go to like, and I just learned this, but when they would go to parties, they would have like little cards that they would write down names of people for each dance that was going to happen at these like big community parties. And what women would do, which is so clever because we're smarts, uh, what we would do is if a young whippersnapper came about and was like, I would love to dance with you, but he wasn't really somebody that you wanted to associate with, You would, she would like look at her card and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm already penciled in for that. Like already booked. I already have. So even if it wasn't. Yeah. She'd just be it's like, like, it's so like a sorry. bouncer at a club. Yes. Like you are your own bouncer. That's right. So sorry. And that's where I'll pencil you in comes from because they would pencil in the bachelor's names for the dances. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that back. You're I so welcome. love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's Women amazing. invented that and were smart. <laughs> we're way better. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> so Did anyway. you think of it? Did you know what you no, wanted? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. Um, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Oh, okay. Think of Bridgerton. There it is. I <laughs> yes. found it. You're okay. welcome. Um, yes. So Bridgerton, think about that, where like mm-hmm. the society – it's like a whole gossip column, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and in 1841, um, in the Journal of Munich, tells of a 70-year-old baron seeking a woman between the ages of 16 and 20, Ew! having good teeth and little feet. I mean, good teeth's a good shout during that time. I can't even I, fault him for that. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But 70? My guy. Yeah, well, that's how it was back then. Oh, that's probably fair. It was like he got married at like fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably not, prou- not a proud, <laughs> not moment proud. For humans, <laughs> no. honestly. Um, okay. So in the mid eighteen hundreds, mm. um <clears throat> the need to advertise for a husband or a wife was still considered a failure <laughs> and associated with deviant behavior. But for many judgmental straight white middle to upper class people, um, this was yeah. considered terrible but as magazines and periodicals such as the wedding bell in the u.s and the correspondent matrimonial herald and the marriage gazette in the uk hit the newsstands with immense popularity matchmaking and personals took off as well creating mm-hmm. the first wave of like mainstream normalization for the personal ad 
The only reason that people, like literally, this is just high society, right? The only reason that it didn't take off there is because a lot of them, from what I understand, were either arranged or preset or like you would just marry right. into other royalty or other high class. So yeah. of course you weren't like looking where the common folk were because the common right. folk didn't have, I guess, it wasn't all good, but they didn't have the luxury of having those decisions kind of made for them or like well, already a community. I think too it's partially because it's kind of the people who are left over. Right. You know, it's like yeah. getting everyone else got picked for dodgeball, but then mm -hmm. it's like the people at the end yeah. are who like couldn't find a match. Right. Are like trying to figure out what to do. Sag. I know. Yeah. Um, okay, so obviously somebody has to ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> The popularity of personals paved the way for grifters who soon realized they could prey on the vulnerability of people seeking love. Horrifying. Um, in the late 1800s, um, scam artists caused a scandal that many newspapers ran with and personals disappeared practically overnight as public attitudes became more cautious. Phishing, faked profiles, and ads for escort continue to this this tradition today. Literally, you could get murdered in an alley, you know? Yep, a thousand percent. Mm. yeah i mean that's why craigslist is so kind of like creepy oh yeah oh my you know gosh I mean? yeah yeah but i will say that's why technology these days is great because you can't track meryl who's meeting you know the moderator in the alley back then but from you the can newspaper. now right right yeah <laughs> hard to do that from a newspaper it's true okay so the early 1900s um Personal ads enjoyed a renaissance of popularity, especially in the Western U.S. with low populations and the harsh realities of rural life without a partner. Hmm. So uh, this is basically the early version of Farmers Only, just in case you <laughs> wanted to know. I love it. Um, some very pragmatic examples, jinx move, um, <laughs> of early 20th century personals. <clears throat> Housekeeper, 18 to 30 years of age. Wanted by widower, 40. Have prominent position with the rail company. Have 75-acre ranch, also Ooh. house in town. Is that normal? Object matrimony if suited. Have boy, 13 years old. Would not object to housekeeper having child. What? Can, can give best references. Oh, just having a child. <laughs> yeah. My brain read that weird. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like he like wants to impregnate her. But if she had a child, a child it, he is yeah. saying it's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Another Got one. It. Another one. Young woman reared in luxury, <laughs> having lost everything and earned her living for the past eight years, is tired of teaching and wishes a home. Fair. Would like to meet a well-to-do businessman who would appreciate refinement and affection in a wife. Object matrimony. Okay, these are the kinds of profiles that we need to start putting on Tinder, okay? I agree. Um, <laughs> uh, you need to have 75 acres <laughs> immediately. Literally can find no one <laughs> under the age of 30. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, under the age of 50, probably. Probably, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I particularly enjoy because she's like basically saying, I'm tired of working. I need a I need a sugar daddy. That's she what just I need. Sometimes you just want to put your feet up, you know? I get I it. Love, yeah. And yeah. I love that for her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um <clears throat> two more. These are in great. the nineteen twenty one the first one in nineteen twenties. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, lonely World War One soldier seeks <gasps> pen pal. Um, so personal ads went mainstream again in the 19 in the early 20th century when social pressures to get married by 21 oh. were much lower, thankfully, <clears throat> uh, than their earlier incarnations. So yeah, basically, yeah, people, yeah. Many of the postings were simply calls for friends or pen pals. These oh. kinds of ads were especially fashionable among lonely soldiers during World War One. That hurts my soul for so like that just hurts so much. They I just know, wanted someone you, to talk to. I like I feel like we read all of these beautiful like pen pal yeah. um letters from that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like <sighs> different times like i I know know war was awful and treated people terribly Mm -hmm. and people came back very different people like i totally understand that yeah the amount of just companionship that was lost and just loneliness like you Mm -hmm. just want someone to talk to i know that hurts a lot (laughs) can i just tell you that when i was a kid Mm -hmm. i had a friend Mm -hmm. who i met like in kindergarten Mm -hmm. And she moved away, but oh. we like wrote letters to each other oh. for a while. Yeah. Um, and like we would talk on the phone and stuff, but this is the time when there was only one house phone, like nobody yeah. had a cell phone or anything. Yeah. And so we basically just wrote letters back and forth in our like terrible, like third grade handwriting. <laughs> hey, but you made it work. <laughs> there were like stickers and all kinds of stuff also involved. It was cute. That is so precious. I love that yeah. for you. Okay. Um, so the 1960s, removed from the context of ta- context of wartime, sorry, old stigmas crept back in. Like the internet today, lonely heart ads were suspected of harboring all sorts of scams and perversities. Ew. Because they were often used by homosexuals and sex workers, British police continued to prosecute those who placed personals until the late 1960s. When ads became part of the burgeoning youth counterculture. Meanwhile, a new technology was emerging in 1965. A team of Harvard undergrads created Operation Match, the world's first (laughs) computer dating service. For $3, users could answer questionnaires and receive a list of potential matches, a process that is still used by many dating sites. And can we talk about how... Mark Zuckerberg also went to Harvard and mm-hmm. Facebook started as a dating of like the first dating site. Oh, like it start, not the first, obviously there was Christian right. and stuff before then, but this was the first one to like start matching people up based on like a profile. That's cute. Um, and weird. but then he turned it into like social media that we yeah. know and hate today. So I have to say the one thing that I only use Facebook for nowadays is literally just to catch up with people and see how they're doing and like what they're doing. But genuinely, that's it. <laughs> Every time I go on Facebook, I get sad. So I don't go on <laughs> Facebook anymore. Yeah, I remember the days of eHarmony commercials. So <laughs> I remember those too. Wow. Mm. Okay. 1990s to 2000, so the second wave of mainstream. The explosion of the internet in the mid to late 1990s, cough, cough, when we were born, (laughs) uh, created a new context for personals, and by the end of the decade, they had become relatively acceptable. 
Even before the web itself, bulletin boards and news groups hosted a variety of ways people could use technology to meet others with similar interests. Um, services such as online, America Online, Prodigy, and eventually Craigslist so offered weird. chat rooms, um, for, forums, and online classifieds of use of use to singles. By the time Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan AOL'd each other on You Got Mail, which is like such <laughs> so a good cute. movie. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it's so good. Um, it had become clear that the internet was going to change every aspect of our lives forever, including love and romance. Match.com was founded in 1995, and by 2007, online dating had become a second, the second highest online industry for paid content. Um. I'm going to go ahead and make a jump here that number one is like porn. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sag. <laughs> Unclear if that is true or not. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad uh, thought. It's probably yeah. quite accurate. Um, okay, so 2010 to today. By 2010, different dating sites existed for virtually every city, sexual orientation, religion, race, and almost every hobby, making it easier to find exactly what we're looking for and harder to stumble on someone who exists outside our predefined bubbles of identity. That's pretty true. In 2000, I know. Yeah. In 2002, Wired magazine predicted 20 years from now, the idea that someone is looking for love won't look won't look for it on and won't look for it online will be silly, akin to skipping the card catalog to instead wander the stacks because the books the right books are found only by accident yeah i think maybe that's my frustration with a lot so like look i understand you have preferences and preferences are fine mm -hmm. i would like to say preferences are okay but i think sometimes and this is a broader statement so take it with a grain of salt it's sure. opinion of course but I think sometimes we get so close-minded in our preferences and our opinions of how things should be that we right. do not open ourselves to the potential of other opportunities that might actually work out better for us. And that goes beyond love, but still, mm. you know, you never know. Well, I agree. I think that, and obviously we're speaking from a place of privilege because we have sure. found the people that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. But sure. I think that... It gives, it's like that illusion of control, right? Yeah. So like you yeah. feel like if I can find exactly who I want, mm -hmm. then that's going to be the perfect one for me. And sometimes that's not always true. It's true. Yeah. Um, you know, humans are very complex. We come with a lot of like emotional mm -hmm. baggage and that we don't always realize. And then, so yeah. the person that you think might be for you may not be for you. I would also like to say that when... And I've told him this too. Uh, I'm going to date myself further. Tyler and I actually knew each other in elementary school. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I were basing my opinion of him at that time, based on right. what I knew about him in elementary right. school, he would not be my first choice. Well, and that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Chris and I knew each other in high school. Right. And we like, we're friends. We mm -hmm. were on the swim team together. Like, yeah. And but I at the time right would have been was, was like absolutely not right we are friends and that is it like right. I I can't I there was no mm -hmm. you know we both went to college for four years mm -hmm. grew up a little bit and mm -hmm. then 
you know, started talking again and eventually like fell in love. That's what I mean but though. Like, so like we but, reconnected yeah. at a different time. And for us, it was high school, but you reconnected yeah. at a different time mm-hmm. and it just happened to sync up. And some of that is timing, but that's also not to say that if you're with someone right now, that is not super great. Right. Like don't wait around. Right. For them to be better. Right. Like it just, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's timing. It's about timing. It's all complicated. And like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Yeah. Also, I read somewhere a while ago that like statistically you're most, you're, you have already met the person that you're going to marry by the time you're like 22. Oh, really? Yes. Like just and statistically. Statistically. Yeah. <clears throat> that's not true for everyone, obviously. Sure. And like, it depends on like where you grew up and like how, but like a lot, at least now, I don't know how it is with like the new information from like online mm. dating and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. typically by the time you graduate college, you have already met the person that you are going to marry. And that's like, you know, or you've just you encountered them. You just encountered, ah, they, they're in your life somehow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know. Take it with what you will. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um, okay. So now we're going to talk about what Forbes believes to be the best dating apps for 2024. <laughs> well, I mean, a Forbes said. <laughs> I, this, this is, seems like a reliable source, but you guys obviously make your own choices. Do what you do with this information, what you will. Um, number one, best dating app is Bumble. Hmm. Um, available for use for free or through a subscription with added features. Of course. Bumble is a dating app focused on empowering women through the dating process. With Bumble Date, women must send the first message with a match. Hmm. And it also offers a wide variety of opportunities for users to invest in relationships beyond just the app, including the option to search for romantic relationships, business connections, and friendships, as well Hmm. as an ambassador program and in-person events. That's cool. I think so. I like the friendship idea. Yeah. Meet your friends. Yeah. I think that's kind of neat. I've never explored that option before. But, yeah. um, yeah, I like, I think if I Bumble didn't exist when I yeah. was, or it wasn't like very popular, mm. uh, when I was in college, but I definitely like, if I was doing the dating thing now, mm. I would definitely use Bumble. I think, mm. I think I'm going to say this now. I think Bumble <laughs> and Hinge would be like my the tops for the top two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Tinder is number two, obviously a good, an oldie, but a goodie um, <laughs> with more than 55 billion matches made. According to the company, <laughs> Tinder is a free swiping based app with paid features available as well. Paid subscription offers include Tinder Platinum, Tinder Gold and Tinder Plus, which allow users to access features such as adding notes to super likes. See all the people who quote like you, even if you don't quote like them back. Um, the ability for unlimited likes, as well as the passport feature, which allows you to add additional locations to meet matches while traveling or in different locations. Users can also explore additional free features such as sending read receipts, becoming photo verified, and the ability to send one super like per day. 
I like how they said 55 billion matches because the matching part isn't actually statistically helpful. <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. It sounds impressive. But it's not. But it's not. Yeah. No. Nice, nicely done, Tender. <laughs> yeah. I think it's... I do like I the photo it, verification, though. Yes. I think that's important. I think swiping, like, <laughs> back and forth is kind of fun. It's I like would get so confused. I, <laughs> I would 100% swipe the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> like, crap, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. It, it is what it is. Tinder mm-hmm. can be a little bit dicey in terms of like. So I've heard. Who messages you and like. Mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten some very, um, we'll say explicit messages. <laughs> unprompted explicit messages. <laughs> Any on photos? Tinder. <laughs> um, I've also gotten photos. And honestly, I will say this is a pro tip for the women out there. <laughs> If you receive an unsolicited um, male genitalia pic. Eggplants. <laughs> um, if you receive an unsolicited eggplant. <laughs> the or only cucumber. appropriate, in my opinion, the only appropriate way to respond is with another unsolicited eggplant. <laughs> I would have responded full, like, I'm just a savage. Mentally, I would have responded where is it? <laughs> Where's the rest? Yeah. <laughs> um, You're mean. Oh my God. Uh, picture unclear. What is it? <laughs> uh, unsure. What's unsure. Can you, can you explain further? Yeah. I'm going to need a caption for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't even see what you sent. Yeah. But that's just how I roll. That's fair. I mean, that's also a good one. Anyway. Mm. Um, so Tinder can be a little dicey, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Number three. I'm upset about the eggplants. <laughs> um, number three is coffee meets bagel, which 10 out of 10 for name, honestly. Yeah, never heard of that. Um, I've never heard of this one either, yeah. but I love the name. It's cute. Uh, dubbed the dating app for serious daters. Oh. Uh, via its website. Coffee Meets Bagel claims 91% of users are committed to finding a serious partnership. Coffee Meets Bagel aims to help you spend your time wisely while dating with a curated batch of daily matches called bagels. Cute. Um, detailed profile options and the ability to keep a conversation going with icebreakers. Ew. Featured on ABC's Shark Tank, oh. you may sign up and use the app's core features for free or use additional features such as read receipts, activity reports, and discover likes through purchasing beans, which are paid <laughs> tokens. Beans. <laughs> Cute. Also, I would just like to say as well, I forgot to mention this when we started this section. Mm. Um, none of this is sponsored. So oh, we're yeah. just giving <laughs> the information. The, none of this is sponsored. Can you imagine? But no offense to married people who did use none of the apps. <laughs> Yeah. Just being sponsored by we, Hinge. It's, honestly. <laughs> like, use Hinge today. We definitely didn't. Um, okay. So number four is Hinge. Oh, which honestly, have you seen the commercials for Hinge? No. Are there commercials for okay. Hinge? Yes. And oh. it's like, um, because their whole bit is like they want the dating app that's designed to be deleted. 
Oh, you know, so that you find your like person and you never have to use it again. Cute. Um, and so the commercials are the little hinge square icon with like little eyeballs on top. And he's basically just getting beat up by oh, these couples. God. Oh, God. By by like accident. He's like falling off a bridge <gasps> or something when they like meet like the couples meet because he's like being deleted or whatever. Because <gasps> and that's well, what they want. It's like well, very funny. The, ow, that I feel terrible for him. I feel like he needs someone to just, you know, console. That's painful. <laughs> anyway, I think it's, it's it's like funnier than how I'm describing it. I promise. Yeah, the way you describe it sounds like he's going through it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to find love. <laughs> so, uh, using the Nobel Prize winning Gale Shapley algorithm, dating back to 1962, the company focuses on three core values: authenticity, courage, and empathy. To help users build great relationships. Free profile features include the ability to send one free rose per week uh, to stand out from other users and the ability to revisit a profile that you may have skipped. Paid subscription options include Hinge Plus and Hinge X. Um, Hinge also offers a unique uh, NFAQ section for the LGBTQIA plus community which is aimed at answering all of the not the not so friendly asked questions queer singles may have. Interesting. Which is cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, will you accept this rose? <laughs> right. It's very bachelor coded. Very bachelor. Um, okay. So number five, which is the surprise one, is Facebook dating. I didn't know that there was an ability to do that. On I would Facebook. love to know who's using that. I would love <laughs> to know. I would love a reality show on Absolutely. Like, who is using this because it's got to be terrible. And a success um, rate. Right. <laughs> what are your statistics? Yeah. So located within the Facebook app, um, it integrates a user's Facebook activity to connect them with others who share similar interests. This includes factoring in events that you may be attending um, or groups that you're already a part of within the social network. Facebook offers safety tips and information on locating the dating app via the how to find menu option on its Facebook dating website. However, it is only available to those who use the Facebook app on one's phone and then not via computer. I got to say Facebook and like meta in terms of like their user yeah. friendliness is absolute garbage. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Not my favorite. That's uh, for sure. And I love, <laughs> this is just me being a cynical Facebook user, but the it's fact fine. that they offer safety tips. Look, somebody tries to hack into my Facebook account daily and you've released my personal information. I don't know that I trust you with my dating life, Facebook. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Like, how do we know that the government is not just tracking through meta to, like, see who's, <sighs> like, dating and then getting their, like, yeah. you know, because they want more people to start having babies. And to, uh-huh. and They're going to take the whole... that statistics. Yeah, because Facebook's a lobbyist. Yeah. For sure. Look, government, not, if you want I mean, love, just say that. <laughs> I, we're not be... a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest with yourself, government. Do you need a hug? Like, do you need yeah. a pen pal? <laughs> They need a lot of things over there. (laughs) All right. Uh, Number six is Happen. Um, Uses hyperlocation in real time, which sounds terrifying. Yeah. According to the company website, this allows users to view people who may be nearby, providing a potential location of where you may have crossed paths without being too precise to maintain safety. This is an undercover Moderna app. Are you kidding? 
That is absolute with, BS. Get with, out. With further safety in mind, you are <laughs> also able to block certain users and Ugh. select those you do not wish to cross paths with again. How would basic, you know? Basic features available for free include the ability to cross paths with someone, like someone, get crushes when you and another user mutually like one another, play Crush Time, a four-profile grid game within the app um, to guess who has liked you, and more. This is made by a serial murderer. I don't like this one. Also, not cereal as in Cheerios. I'm talking cereal as in the S one. I, okay. I know what you mean. We all know what you mean. <laughs> Fruit <Okay>. Loops. <laughs> I hate that. I hate I, everything about that. I agree. Ugh. I agree. Don't. Ugh. All right. Number seven. I'm upset. It's plenty of fish, which oldie is a goodie. swiping. Oldie but a goodie. Exactly. <laughs> it is a swiping based dating app that allows you to search for matches via the meet me tab. Um, here you can review and like or pass on profiles and super likes and more. The app also uses dating games to help users get to know one another. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It's basic. Okay. Um, number eight, BLK launched in 2017 is a dating app created for black singles. Hmm. Um, BLK acknowledges that many users have an intention of dating within their community, but the site also welcomes those who are interested in dating black singles due to their romantic or dating oh. preferences. Cute. To show interest in another user, simply swipe to write to like someone. If there is mutual interest, um, you can start messaging. Um, you can easily unmatch from another user by swiping left. So like any, it's like another dating app yeah. for your preferences. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. It's just more niche. Nice. Um, number nine is feels. It is a dating <laughs> platform that promotes relaxed relationships without rules or labels. Oh, going against <laughs> concepts like societal pressure and traditional norms. According to the company, um, feels offers two paid subscriptions fast pass where you can do things like boost your profile once a week and review past profiles as often as you want and infinity which includes all of the features of fast pass plus additions like travel mode the filtering of users you want to see and more there are also boosts available which highlight your profile for 12 hours that and that can be purchased through a subscription or in separate packs it's like when you go on facebook market and you boost your market item <laughs> you're just boosting yourself <laughs> exactly interesting yeah okay um, well that's a lot and that's not even like that, that's just forbes list that's not even all that exists i know yeah i know intense yeah so anyway if you want love these are some <laughs> places to start <laughs> good some better than others <laughs> good luck please don't use happen my god <laughs> My goodness. I'm not sponsored by any of them, but if I had to say, maybe don't use that one. Yeah, Ooh. I would say. All right. We're going to give you guys a break uh, and go to the ad, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the ad segment of this week's podcast. Normally, we have something witty to say that would segue you into the second half of the podcast, but not this time. For this ad break, we've created a random groove segment built exclusively for the vibes enjoy these calming tunes before you come re-immersed in all things mediocre content
Wasn't that nice? Always good to set the mind at ease, if only for a few seconds. We hope you enjoyed this calm transition to the next half of the podcast. See you on the other side. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk about on is online dating actually better? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a great question. Um, and it does have, I still think that there is some stigma. Like people don't want to admit if they have been, they started dating because of a dating app. I still feel <laughs> like there's a little bit of a, a stigma there, I guess. Um, but it is one of the most common ways to meet a romantic partner. Yeah. So this science or this study is a little bit dated. So just bear with me. But according to a 2013 study by a social psychologist, um, JT mm, Cassiopo, that's what I would say. The internet is responsible for roughly one in every three marriages. And those who use online dating end up being slightly more satisfied with their relationship than marriage than those who met in more traditional ways. Oh, really? <laughs> Quote, if you met your partner online, you were you were a little happier and less likely to break up or dissolve the marriage, says Lysel Sharabe, assistant professor at Arizona State University's Hugh Downs School of Human Communication. What a mouthful. <laughs> My and I know. And uh, Sharabi wanted to know why. Her findings are outlined in a new study entitled The Enduring Effect of Internet Dating, Meeting Online, and The Road to Marriage. The... Do you hear the dog barking or no? No. <laughs> okay, good. Because the corgi next door just decided to like howl. Get it, um, girl. Or boy. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's a girl. Her name is Bella. Shout Adorable. out, Bella. Um. The study was published in the Journal of Communication Research. Um, Sharabi is the director of ASU's Relationship and Technology Lab and has spent more than a decade studying how communication technologies are used to initiate, maintain, and dissolve interpersonal relationships. The researcher worked with highly a highly diverse group between the ages of 21 and 62. 50 interviews were conducted with individuals from across the country. Of those who participated, 60% of the sample were married and 34% were engaged. Sharabi's study um, <clears throat> explains how the common stages of online dating differ from those in more traditional dating and many impact the satisfaction of relationships that are formed. The result of her research presented a comprehensive view of online dating through four stages and 13 subcategories. These stages were not always consecutive. First, there is a period prior to even interacting with a person online, said Shrabi, which consists of information gathering. Once you start talking, an advantage of communicating online is people are more likely to ask key questions that they might not feel comfortable pursuing early on or in person, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Because this, the things people are willing to say on the internet... <laughs> baffling wild it is wild so, and it's much easier to talk to someone through a screen than it is mm -hmm. in person for on like delicate topics for sure. oh yeah 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 okay 
quote, you might want to know their religion or what their political leanings are or who they voted for, she said, but you're not going to ask these questions on a first date. That would really be uncomfortable. Fair enough. Um, I mean, you could, <laughs> you could. but like if, in, if you were really concerned about efficiency, um, right. you could. Yeah. Um, but online dating allows participants to get the backstory before moving forward. So that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, quote, you don't have to worry about worry that you're going to be six months into a relationship and then just learn something that's a deal breaker, says Jarabi, who also writes an online dating blog called Dating in the Digital Age for Psychology Today. Hmm. Also, some relationships formed online took more time to develop, Shirabi said. With emotional intimacy preceding physical intimacy, it turns out this created a better foundation for a future union. Who would have Quote, thought? it shows, I know, right? Quote, it shows that waiting a couple of weeks is the sweet spot where you have a time to get to know a person before you meet, said Shirabi, who also cautioned against waiting too long to meet in person. Uh, quote, one thing I identified in my study was that online dating provided this foundation of intimacy, a strong foundation that couples could use to build a relationship on, she nice. said. The next step is taking the relationship offline. So the study revealed that at this point, couples enter a period of multimodal development that demonstrates the enduring influence technology continued to have after meeting in person. The proof is in the profile. The growth of the multi-billion dollar online dating industry has transformed the way people search for that certain someone. In addition to eliminating the awkwardness of acquiring key information, Shirabi said that potential partners provide in informative profiles that can stop a swipe. Hmm. So... um. Compatibility is key, and the more specific the search, <laughs> cattail always jinx. Uh, sorry, I got Puma like meowing at me at my feet right now. <laughs> I lost my spot. Rude jinx. I know it's okay. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, so compatibility is key, and the more specific the search, the greater the chance of meeting someone with shared interests. Farmersonly.com cultivates connections between <laughs> farmers. Um, it's an app. And fetch, fetchadate.com is an app for dog lovers. And those who think money is the key go to a go to millionairematch.com. Hey, right. <laughs> millionaire matchmaker. There are even dating apps for people who have certain sexually transmitted diseases. That's very specific. <laughs> Positivesingles.com. Uh it's kind of like your singles bar. You switch around and check out or you and check out different crowds and see what works for you. Um, algorithms don't solve every single problem. So Shirabi has done a lot of research on algorithms, which in a sea of singles on any platform may make the selection process easier and more conducive to meaningful matches. Some sites match couples based on the qualities of compatibility found in thousands of successful relationships, but she remains skeptical of the selection process. These are millions of profiles on um, there are there are millions of profiles on these platforms and they can't just set you set you free to search around. She said some of the big platforms narrow down the matches for you. So you're essentially paying for the match. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
So many online daters who landed a long-term relationship were asked how they determined compatibility. It was never based on a person's career, income, or level of education, Shirabi said. They talked about personality traits, qualities like kindness and loyalty, and those aren't things that are picked up by an algorithm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing to consider is the big pool of potential partners. Uh, The research also referenced a study published by James Bassard um, an American in the American Journal of Sociology in 1932, and it explained that nearly a century ago, marriages commonly occurred between people who lived in the same neighborhood. This oh. is what I this is what I think I've read. Um, um, a small in a small town. Tail and mouth. <laughs> sorry, uh, in a small town that could make for some slim pickings, but online dating has broken down the barriers caused by geographic distance, allowing for a large a large volume of opportunities to test the market. Some of the some from the study corresponded to close to a hundred people before choosing a partner. One research participant said that prior to online dating, the only way he could have had a relationship was if was if someone chose him, regardless of any common or shared values Hmm. but because online dating provided a larger pool to choose from his chances of finding the perfect person increased Hmm. so the downside of online dating while study examined factors that could contribute to the success of online dating it also revealed some negative aspects according to the research some participants were so accustomed to meeting people through technology that they passed up opportunities to talk to someone standing right in front of them that's a problem <laughs> regardless Shirabi hopes that her research will encourage online dating doubters to stick to to stick with the sites and eventually meet their match Quote, online dating is far from perfect, and I think a lot of people get so burnt out with the process that they start to question if it actually works for anyone, she said. So I hope that people who are feeling this way can take comfort in these success stories and in knowing that some people really do find love in online dating. Quote, I also hope that learning what made others successful can help them better navigate their own online dating relationships. That's cute. Yeah. So for those on dating websites, you know, you have a chance, basically. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And also, like, don't feel rushed or pressured to find that special someone on the app. I think it's a great tool and definitely allows you to seek out more compatible people. Um, But don't feel pressured if it's just not like jiving correctly. Maybe you don't have the right app or maybe it's going to be in person at some point. You just walk in a coffee shop like you just never know. Right. Um, Don't limit yourself, I would say. And also, don't let somebody shame you about using an app if you decide to go that route, because maybe you just find friendships as well. And that's just as helpful. Um, I think it's the same way that people view online school as well, like somehow less credible if you still achieved the same thing, (laughs) but using a tool specially made to help you in your situation. It's the same with the dating app. It's just another avenue to connect. So don't let people make you feel bad for using it either. That's a good point too with like the friend thing. Like even if you make a friend on a dating app instead of like a romantic partner, then how many times have we heard like a friend of a friend and then now they got introduced and now they're like together. A win is a win. A win is a win. (laughs) Take the W. A win is a win. Okay. So now we're just going to do some rapid fire pros and cons of 
dating online and dating offline. Okay. So we're going to start with online. A pro is that over 40 million singles in the U.S. have tried online dating. A con, it's a crowded digital marketplace and can be an exhausting experience. Absolutely understand that. Pro, one out of five relationships start online, whether it's on social media, Facebook, Twitter, a mobile app, or traditional online dating site. There are a lot of success stories. Con, people lie about their age, weight, height, income, and marital status, (laughs) and singles get frustrated after a few bad dates. Which is understandable as well. (laughs) Totally. Pro, you can meet people outside of your geographic area and social circle with similar interests. You'll meet more people so that you can learn what you're truly looking for in a date or relationship. Uh, Con, it can become addicting to some who never meet offline or are looking for the next pretty face. Beware of digital pen pal syndrome. Mm, Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Pro is efficient and available 24 hours, seven days a week. I feel like that can also be a con. (laughs) Con, it feels like a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you must be organized. Oh, I agree. I feel like the, I don't know if the pro if is it a starts pro. to feel like a full time job. I think you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. It should be fun, exciting. You're definitely going to have a frustration here or there, but like it's not paying you. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our last pro for online uh, many sites provide matching tools and send you emails suggested of suggested matches to make it easier for you to find potential dates con many singles limit their search criteria to height zip code or income and can miss the opportunity to meet a compatible match honestly that's my biggest blight with all of this i would say like we talked about in the beginning like you just iron that sense of control well and i think and like Yes. Yes. I agree with you. The sense of control, but I think also like women and men are attracted differently Mm -hmm. and find attraction in different ways. Like I I definitely think that this whole like visual, I mean, yes, you get the profile too, but like, I think women are more attracted to like emotional Mm -hmm. and like um, character aspects of someone as mm-hmm. opposed to like physical. I mean, I think physical does yeah. play a part, For but sure. it's not everything. No. And I think men are very much like first impression mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that that's like a sweeping generalization. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's, it does, it's different. Like the brain yeah. is wired differently depending on, you know, who you are. And, I think that dating apps can kind of err on the side of like first visual impression. And that's not always the best Mm -hmm. if you're someone who likes meeting people and basing your uh, attraction off of character and, you know, how they make you feel. Yeah. And I think that maybe online can be maybe feel a little I'm having never done it myself, though. It might even feel like a little impersonal. Because you're just reading, it's almost like reading an ingredient list, right? If you do go past their picture on their profile, then it's like, okay, well, what do you think you're made of? And you're like, hiking. Uh, I love walking and I love my dog. And it's like, that's all great. But if you just pass up, you're like, well, I hate dogs. But maybe their personality would have actually matched with you 
Right. But it's so like that first line. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like, I always gravitated towards the guys who are like, I always appreciated, let's say yeah. the guys who had like unoriginal like bios, you know, where they uh. would, cause like at the time everyone was like quoting the office and oh. <laughs> like doing, you know, it's like, yeah. I like hunting and fishing or I like, you know, I, I want someone who is, you know, bubbly and cute and mm -hmm. like under five seven or like whatever it is yeah. you know and but like guys who had you know an unoriginal bio were sure. even if they weren't like the most attractive person I feel like I would give a shot you know what I mean because yeah. I knew that they like thought about what they were gonna put yeah in their bio you know what yeah, I mean absolutely yeah yeah, so. yeah that makes sense anyway <laughs> um okay so pros and cons of offline dating for those of us who want a little bit more of a traditional matchup. Um, pro, you have friends in common. You may have friends in common, which will make you more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, con, you're not really sure of their relationship status. I would argue that's true for online too, though. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, pro, you can determine if there's chemistry in person sooner which mm -hmm. i definitely agree mm -hmm. on you're limited to your existing social circles or regular activities and will meet less people start new activities that's my best advice that's right go new to libraries <laughs> do something right volunteer at your animal shelter yeah. all types um, of things pro it's pre-dating without the pressure of wondering if your date's profile is accurate that's fair on Singles may feel shy and not ask someone out on an official date. Or as we talked about earlier, you might not know that their political values like don't line up until like three months in and you're like, oh, well, this is not yeah. what I wanted. I guess it depends on like what your deal breakers are too. Cause like also that, you know, I, while I think some of those heavier questions, like religion, for example, if you are, mm absolutely like no it has to be this way for religious purposes or whatever the case may right. be i totally understand that kind of being one of the first few questions that you want to ask sure but if it's not life or death nor a deal breaker you could also again just be shooting yourself in the foot you know <laughs> it's true it's true i guess yeah. a good thing to do before you start dating or like before you decide that you want to be in like a serious relationship is mm -hmm. make a list of like what oh, yeah. it is that are deal breakers because yeah. then you have like hard boundaries and also make sure to update update that list because if you do go on a date and you're like oh i hadn't thought about this maybe this is something i would or would not want mm -hmm. definitely denote that because that's going to help you later yeah um speaking of i was watching uh <laughs> Side yes. note, I was watching Queer Eye, the new ep the new season, uh -huh. and this woman, um, she is a nun, or she's she's no longer a nun. Oh. She left the convent mm -hmm. um, because she wanted to find a emotional connection with a, a variety of other reasons, but like mm -hmm. one of the reasons was because she felt that she wanted to have an emotional connection with another human being that Fair. the convent like, wasn't going to allow her to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she's talking to like Karamo, one of the hosts of queer eye, who's like, he's like the emotional mm -hmm. like guy. And 
he was like, so what are some things? And this, oh, and the other part about the nun is that mm-hmm. she had like a spreadsheet of like deal breakers and like wow. things and like things that she wanted from her person. And it was very type A, like very well organized. Like I appreciated it for what it was, but it's probably right. not the best like mindset to go into like dating sure. with, you know, because sure. it was like really restrictive. And so Karamo's like, so do you really need to have someone who is like just as active and like, you know, in, um, into uh, activism as much as you are, or do you just need someone who like supports you mm-hmm. in your activism, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like a mm-hmm. difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting point because sometimes all point. we need is support. We don't necessarily need someone who does exactly what we do. You know? Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I think that's a yeah. good distinction. But given the fact that she hasn't had the opportunity, it was probably a good I a good thing that she had someone to bounce that idea off of. Like right. you're saying right. this is a restriction or a deal breaker, but do you actually know what it is? Like right. like what you would need. Like that seems <laughs> and this and this woman who's right. like super active in her like local charities, she does like a lot of like um activism for um like legislation stuff yeah. like that like yeah. she's very busy and like does great work but like you know you need to yeah do you need another person in your <laughs> life that also does that or do or you, you just need, need the support who, system yeah, yeah who can like be like yay good for you like i'll do whatever <laughs> you need me to do like that right. kind of thing yeah that's cute <laughs> anyway just a thought okay um Pro, dating sites have entered the events business, giving you more choices to meet in person without the pressure. Con, you're not really sure if someone is interested in you romantically at a group event. Some of these I feel like could be on online as well. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, like you I, don't, I, I, how would you know? How would you how know? Would you you know? just met. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's a fair thing to say. I don't think that's a con. <laughs> I feel like the offline dating is very yeah. it, not as good arguments no i because no. i feel like it could be like the con of you're limiting yourself to a certain geographic area i mean you could do the same with online too if you That's true put in your yeah. zip code and you're like oh i only want a 10 mile radius well then you've limited your is. pool of options <laughs> yeah exactly so anyway that being said this was your episode on <laughs> dating apps and the and the history behind them and do with this information what you will yeah um we're rooting for you oh oh, absolutely we're rooting for you with whatever it is yeah and you know we say this a lot but i do mean it you know this is a community right so if you think sending in another option might be helpful or if you have advice like positive advice that maybe Mm -hmm. people might want i mean hey we are able and willing to share it so long as it's actually constructive and helpful and in a place of love because that's what this month is all about (laughs) okay delilah (laughs) i remember listening to that on the radio oh my gosh we're not sponsored by that either anyway i don't even know if that show still runs but it might no idea 
That um, one made a lot of money being on the radio <laughs> talking to stupid people. <laughs> she oh sure did. Um, so uh, feel free to send in anything you'd like us to talk about, um, including any dating tips, tricks, or apps that you have. Uh, you can send any of that as usual to mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube comments because we do read those if you send them. And it's the same handle. Or talk to us live every other Thursday on Twitch at Mediocre Content Podcast, of course. And that's at 3 p.m. PST, 6 p.m. EST, or 11 p.m. BST. Pick the time zone that works for you. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. This has been Mediocre Content. Thanks so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.